Good afternoon and welcome to Women and Manufacturing. I'm Lydia DiLiello, the CEO and founder of Capital Pricing Consultants, and I'll be your host for this afternoon's show. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Pam Tropiano as our guest speaker today. Pam is the Vice President of Healthcare Services for Molina Healthcare of Ohio. Pam, welcome to the program. Thank you, Lydia. Glad, so happy to be here. So Pam, I'm really excited to have you on the program because one of the things that I think women don't do a great job of, myself most especially included, is really understanding our healthcare options and how best to care for ourselves. So I was delighted when you were accepting our invitation and willing to share with us kind of some, some basic information about healthcare and things that we might not be leveraging the way we should um, in our healthcare options. So to start, can you give us a little bit of information Pam, about, there's a lot of different programs out there. How, how are they governed? Are they all under kind of rules and regulations or how do we know that what we're choosing is in fact a safe and effective kind of thing? Well, sure, Lydia, it's a great question. <clears throat> and not only on the, on the direct care provider side, you know, your physicians, your clinics, your docs, not only on the healthcare provider side, but on the payer side where I am, it's really important to know that each and every entity is governed by either federal or state requirements, very scripted uh, contracts and requirements. So uh, that's the good thing. And you know, they each entity raises the bar, you know, in terms of where they need to be. Uh, most importantly, on the healthcare. Um, managed care side, you know, on the health plan side, the payer side, uh, we are governed not only by state and federal requirements, but the Department of Insurance, very lofty uh, requirements, and also accreditation. So there are different entities that, um, you know, provide very um, uh, comprehensive standards for how payers, health plans must um, govern and administer their benefits, right? So making sure that no matter who signs on and is what we call a member, right? A patient, a member, um, it has, you know, that individual has the right to get the care and services that they need uh, based on that coverage that they have. So very strict guidelines. Um, you know, we've, we are, uh, monitored and we have a lots of reporting requirements uh, that we keep track of. Not only, uh, you know, when you think of a health plan, it's your benefits, it's your coverage, and also making sure that, uh, you know, this would love to make sure that this audience understands that there are very, uh, there's quality measures and we are, we have to make sure we reach outcomes based on a whole host and, um, different wide variety of demographics. I always say we cover from birth all the way to, uh, you know, uh, the geriatric population. So everything across that health and wellness spectrum. And it is, it's, it's overwhelming and daunting sometimes, even for ourselves to understand what is our coverage? What does all this information mean? If, you know, if I'm healthy, what do I, what should I expect? And if I'm not so healthy, uh, there's, you know, there are differences. So um, each health plan is is compared to, there are, you know, different measures across the country, 
uh, that come, you know, that offer comparisons and report cards, if you might, so easy to gather. Okay, so so basically, all all of the I think you used the term payers. So all of what what um, I would refer to as insurance companies, essentially yes. healthcare insurance yes. companies, are held to the same base standard. So so when we're shopping for our healthcare coverage, we should know that everyone's got a level playing field to start with. Yes. Yes. Okay, so and, that's good news. Yes. And there are uh, on the website, uh, we, there's so much great information out there. If you go to that individual health insurance company's website, or if you can even just Google some of the requirements or the report cards for those particular uh, types of health plans, and you can find those, which is really nice. And it's easy to find just a simple Google search. Uh, and many of the health plans, when you go out onto the internet, you can see if you go onto their website, they provide um, lots of great information on their websites, not only for the individual uh, member or patient, but also for their providers. So it's, it's, uh, they do a great job on their websites. So that's really a great tip, Pam, because I, I did not know that existed, honestly, in terms of trying to Google a particular insurance company and, and wanting to get a report card on them to understand how they stack up against others, for example, when I'm shopping for health insurance. So I think that's a great tip for our listeners is, is step one, Google and find out what the base is that you're working from or, or as you're making those comparisons. And then I know when we were talking offline a little bit, you had mentioned um, talking to the point of assessing appropriate care and wellness programs and how do we use incentives to the best of our ability i know i'm guilty of this i've had opportunities to use health incentives and honestly never done it because i didn't really know how to explore it fully so can you speak to that a little bit and give our viewers some ideas of, of how they might better do a better job than i've done oh absolutely i think when you look at the the workforce whether that be individuals working in manufacturing. Um, I look to our workforce, uh, women that are working in the healthcare industry, all different types of backgrounds, same uh, comparison there. You know, you really, we want to make sure that people, that the individuals understand how to access appropriate health and wellness services, what makes sense for them based on their age and their situation. So uh, the each of the health plans offers health and wellness programs. So those for for all of the individuals that sign on. So when you're looking for um, a health insurance plan or you're on your own health insurance plan, know that there are uh, individual benefits that uh, are offered for health and wellness programs. And those are uh, again across a wide variety of ages, you know and uh, access those you know on the webs on their website. So there are sign-ons actually for each website to go on for from the individual patient member perspective uh, that you can go in, you can get a user ID and a sign-on, and you can see what health and wellness uh, benefits are out there. We actually use incentives uh, depending on the programs. Uh, our health insurance company uses incentives. So for example, for diabetes or someone with diabetes, or if you've got a childbearing uh, age group, we have lots of great maternal child health uh, incentives. So really that insurance, most insurance companies will 
use some of those incentives, some value added benefits that are not typical, typically covered under mainstream uh, healthcare coverage, that they really want to make sure that there's a promotion of health and wellness across that. So, uh, you know, there's everything from, you know, good nutrition tips to how, you know, exercise, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, there's adequate information around how to access the different benefits um, that are out there. And each, you know, I always tell people just take time to explore, uh, explore. They even have a simple uh, incentives around if you get your vaccines or you get your, you know, your, your uh, appropriate screenings uh, for your age specific uh, and, and gender, they'll give you some incentives for that as well. So the incentives are very much specific on a plan by plan basis and on a, a provider by provider basis, correct? Yes, they are. And, uh, you know, I always say, take the time to ask those questions or to go, you can search, you know, search on the website, which is good, but there's also ways to call member services, what we say are the customer service line for any health insurance company, they have member services and, and customer service line. And they, you can access that line at any time uh, and get really nice core base. They're the experts on uh, all, all things for that health insurance company. The other thing that health insurance companies have um, in different ways are a 24 seven nurse advice line, or they have a behavioral health crisis line. So uh, there are pretty, pretty you know, rigorous requirements around making sure that for, you know, basic symptom management and, you know, instead of going, just immediately going to the emergency room, hey, call the 24-hour, the 24-7 nurse advice line. They're trained. They can give you some great advice. Uh, the other piece is, and we all are so busy, right? We're so busy and you know, it, but it, in the long run, it does make sense to, to uh, access and access uh, the incentives and the health and wellness benefits. And so it, it sounds like a great takeaway from this, Pam, is spend the time up front. And to your point, everyone is so busy. But I think if, if all of us take that half hour or, or one hour to start with to say, okay, really, what are my benefits? And then write down those critical numbers of what is that 24-hour hotline? Because when you're feeling lousy, that is not the time to try to go figure out anything. You just need that in your, okay, Rolodex, I'm going to date myself, or, or in your phone of, hey, this is my hotline for my, my benefits, to be able to just call it when yes. you need it. So kind of that proactive approach really pays off here in terms of what do I have available to me, and how can I capitalize on that, and what kinds of things do I see myself taking advantage of, but really doing it that at the start of the plan year rather than, oops, something's come up, now I need to investigate it. And I think we're not in the frame of mind when, when we have a health issue to then be investigating any of this. So proactive is the only way to go on these things. It is, it is. And, and uh, the, you know, going through, I have to bring it up, I mean, going through the public health emergency, um, the pandemic, it really, it really opened our eyes, all of the payers, uh, all of the health insurance companies and the providers of care really opened it, you know, gave us a whole new awareness of what is really going out, uh, you know, what's going on out there. So 
things that we never thought were happening in, you know, with individuals uh, really came to the forefront. And we did see quite a bit of, you know, as we call social, you know, a lot of social determinants um, that bubbled up. You know, we realized very quickly that there were a lot of very socially isolated people out there and uh, they, there were, you know, things like food insecurity and housing issues. And how do I take care of my children who are now home 24 seven having to do school? And we're still seeing some, some of the aftermath of that, but we also learned quite a bit to make sure we're laser focused on, you know, individuals and, and looking at, don't just assume that your employees or your staff, you know, that um, there aren't, uh, you know, some social determinant type issues there. You have to unpeel that onion a bit more. And also there's so many services out there in the community and, and payers, health insurance companies have access to what we call resource guides. So we have, we work with companies that specialize in knowing for this zip code, for this region, here's everything that's in that area that can help you, you know, a community-based organizations or access to those community resources. So that has been, you know, definitely in the forefront and always is with health insurance companies as well. So, you know, for our viewers, I think those are two other great points in terms of we often don't think about reaching out to our medical insurance companies when we have a social need and and COVID really I think pushed the buttons for every one of us right it pushed us all to our limits and so for all of you that are listening or, or viewing this program today that are in management I hope that you'll you will tuck this kind of away for future reference in terms of making sure to, to check on your employees because we assume that because people are acting in quotes kind of standard that everything is fine. But I think it's so important to message and, and to give our employees a reminder of places to go for resources, for help. Um, and a one-stop shop is particularly helpful for all of us right now. So knowing that you can call your, your customer service at your insurance company and say, look, I've got this issue. My kids are home 24 seven or because they were, I now have a resulting issue that's different than what it was pre-pandemic and see what resources are out there and available to us. But mm -hmm. it's one phone call. So to me, that's an easy one. If there's right. five, five places to call, not so much, but one phone call, we owe it to ourselves to do that. So thank you, Pam, that's really great. Knowing mm -hmm. those resource guides exist. Again, that's something I had no idea about um, and I think could be really helpful for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. No, go ahead, please. And we and I was just going to say that we're in Ohio, but we are a national company, and you know we uh, we have a health insurance plan in Florida. And as you know, with the hurricane and all of the the yeah. devastation there, uh, again, we our health insurance plan you know, had all of the knowledge of the resources during that disaster, which we just experienced. And you know we we supported our team members and our individual patients that we cover there. So it was really full court press on making sure people got through that disaster too. Yeah, and that, that's huge because really, depending upon what area of the country you live in, I think having a national provider also makes it easy on us because 
our lives are so mobile compared to what they were 50 years ago. You know, in manufacturing, we used to think that, that it was kind of one and done. You mm -hmm. had one major uh, facility, one major manufacturing site, and now it's global or it's at the minimum national, and it could be in 30 states, for example. So having a provider that, that covers all of those different areas for whatever needs we might have as we move throughout our careers, I think is also another piece of the puzzle, so to speak. Now, Pam, can you talk a little bit about um, the digital and virtual strategies in terms of how we should communicate with our healthcare plans? I, I Again, using myself as an example, I'm just learning how to communicate with my doctor through what looks like, um, not quite IMing, but sending emails in a portal and getting okay. answers back. So this is all new to me, but it's been really, I have to say, very effective. And I was suspect because I'm kind of old school, you know, pick up the phone. But I was shocked how quickly I was getting prescriptions refilled or getting little snags fixed. So you want to speak to that for a few minutes? Yes. And I think it's one, you know, we always resort, we always know we can make a phone call or we can, you know, do some of the more traditional methods. But when you have a workforce that's busy, different, you know, uh, segments of the day, uh, you just have to be really mindful of that. They may, they're not going to answer a phone call, right? And we learned, you know, in Ohio, we have over 400,000 members, patients that we follow. And we realized they, they actually told us, they said, look, if you would just text us a message, or if you would just email us, we will respond. Uh, but it's very difficult, you know, when there's outreach by a phone call. So getting people to move to that virtual digital uh, solution is really important. I will say that uh, it takes time, does take time to get not only your workers, your staff, accustomed to communicating and answering and building the infrastructure for that, that's really important. But getting people uh, to understand that. We, we found uh, that when we texted our patients and we emailed them, we got a huge uptick as opposed to outreaching by phone. There was a huge response uh, just recently. Uh, we just did this, uh, a pilot, with uh, our uh, teledoc, our virtual care visit uh, provider. And we saw a much bigger response. Reminders for appointments, reminders to refill, uh, you know, getting that link with your pharmacy so that you can get a medication refilled and even sometimes delivered to your home. Don't have to even go to the, the pharmacy. I will say the, the, the teledoc, the telehealth visits, the virtual visits have increased drastically over the last several years, and they continue. Now, we know we encourage our patients to do face-to-face -face visits whenever possible, but that should not uh, deter them from doing a, a digital virtual visit because it can be just as effective. Well, and I, I think for all, all of us, it's a mindset switch, right, in terms of we were so accustomed to everything that was in person and by phone. And there are so many other modalities and ways that are easier for us mm -hmm. to access our care or to get responses back for questions, or um, as you said, to get refills on prescriptions. That again, this goes back to kind of where we started our conversation in terms of take the time and be proactive upfront once 
because you spend the time once and then from there it, it becomes just part of a system that you've set up rather than a new frustration every single time because we're not using the technology that's out there that's available to us and, and to me i i don't know for for those of you listeners that cook to me i i equate this to cooking right if i'm going to cook and make a mess of the kitchen I'm going to make a big mess and, and cook extra and freeze it because then it's done. I've got dinner three times instead of one. So if I learn these new technologies and I sign up and I utilize the program, once I'm in, it's, it's just like any other sign on. And then the process from there saves me tremendous time versus kind of my old way of on the phone and then you're on hold. And did they get the message and all that back and forth? Um, I have found this to honestly be much more effective. So. I'm hoping listeners that you will have the same experience and give this a try um, and, and really delve into the options that are available to you because we can't make the most of ourselves and live our best lives if we're not healthy. And, and so this is all about healthy and taking care of yourselves. So Pam, are there other things that, that we really haven't touched on that you think are especially important for women with healthcare and opportunities available to us? Yeah, I do think uh, there's just some other areas we do, you know, I know we talked, we hit on the health and wellness, but I also think that uh, for those individuals who either themselves, their children or their family, uh, if there are uh, situations where there's, there are more acute situations where there may be a, there may, might be a chronic condition involved or multiple chronic conditions uh, the, the health insurance plans have an infrastructure of staff that can help guide you each step of the way. So we have case managers, we have an entire clinical team that is available. We do uh, disease management, chronic condition management. We have case managers for those individual patients who are m more complex, or maybe they're having a maybe they're having surgery or they're pre-op or post-op, or maybe they're just, they've got a chronic condition like diabetes or hypertension or heart failure that they just need more guidance and more help. And, it, and the other strategies may not work and they, they need an assigned case manager who will help them and talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, make sure that they understand their medications and and what they mean and getting all that pulled together, uh, creating an individualized care plan for that person. So that's available. So if any of, any of you are ever faced with a complex situation, uh, whether that just be a spike in something happening or uh, you know, more serious situations, both physical health and mental health, uh, each health insurance plan has a dedicated team of professionals doctors and nurses and counselors and social workers that can help in those situations on a tighter, you know, face-to-face -face or uh, um, closer perspective. So those programs are available. And I all, if you're having equipment needs or something delivered or whatever the case may be, I encourage people to work with those clinical professionals. The other, other side of, as we know, the payer side and health insurance is that the health insurance, they have criteria and there are, you know, there are things, there's a utilization management team that does all the authorizations and does all the reviews. So if I 
you know, have this surgery or I have this condition, uh, that team is really looking at the criteria, making sure that coverage is approved for you and that you're on the right path uh, for the care and services that you need. I know the health insurance companies, you, lots of you have been experienced, you may have experienced you know, authorizations and approvals, or there might be some denials of that. And there, in, to know there's a formal process that everybody can go through to help guide that. Uh, for the most part, I always let people know that all health insurance programs and plans are required to use nationally recognized and vetted uh, clinical criteria when they make those decisions. So they they use very um, you know, literature cited and, and uh, nationally recognized guidelines when they make all. So every health insurance, if someone's having a knee replacement or they have XYZ conditions, they are following the, the nationally recognized criteria. They don't just, you know, make it up. <laughs> so that's a good thing to know because sometimes people don't understand how those decisions are made. That is, that's a really good point, Pam. And it also, your point about making sure that people understand about the resource guides that we talked about previously about case managers. Yeah. And, and so it, from our conversation, part of my takeaway is that you've got to reach out to that customer service line to start with. And then you ask for a case manager if you've got some kind of chronic condition or something where let's say someone got a denial for something and they need to understand it and explore it Further. Then yes. ask for a case manager so that you get that one-on-one -on -one follow-up that you need. Exactly. And then finally, make sure, ladies, that we're all signing up to be using the tools that are available to us so that we can also track things ourselves. Um, one of the benefits when you, you sign up online is that you have a record for yourself as well. And it's not paper, so you're not building files at home, but you just click through the last conversation you had with the doctor or, or the assistant or whomever, and it's right there for you. So it's another way for us to take care of ourselves and cut time out of our schedules and, and really be the most effective that we can be. Well, Pam, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, you're welcome. You gave us a wealth of information, and I truly appreciate it. Ladies, I hope that you learned a great deal from this. And uh, as we close out the broadcast today, remember that if you visit Jacket Media Company, we have a wide range of products available for you, including Manufacturing Talk Radio, Hazard Girls, which highlights uh, unusual roles of women within industry, as well as Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman. And I want to wish you all a very happy holiday season and look forward to uh, future broadcast next year. But again, Pam Tropiano, thank you so much for being with us today. And we'll see you all again in the new year. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.